Welcome to Angel Impact, the official podcast of the Wisconsin River Business Angels. Episode 6, How We Evaluate Companies for Our Investors. Hi, my name is Aaron Marks, and uh, I'm here with, uh, with this episode of Angel Impact. And Angel Impact is the official podcast of the Wisconsin River Business Angels, otherwise known as the WRBA. And uh, the WRBA is Central Wisconsin's only angel investment group. And I'm pleased to be joined I'm pleased to be joined by the leadership of the WRBA. Uh, I'm here with Jeff Ebel. Jeff is the president. How are you, Jeff? I'm fine, thanks. Great. And I'm here with uh, Leon Ostrowski as well. Leon is the chair. How, how are you, Leon? Fantastic. Thank you. Good. And I, th I think you'll really enjoy this conversation today because um, I know it's a topic that um, that both Jeff and Leon approach with uh, with great animation and, and enthusiasm, and uh, and you're going to really enjoy the synergy that they have when they when they discuss this. And it's it's about how the WRB the WRBA pipeline works to evaluate companies uh, for their investors, because angel investing is all about investing in companies and and guiding them in the process. And uh, part of what Jeff and Leon do, um, you know, at a very uh, intensive level um, and very successfully, is to uh, evaluate companies. Uh, for their investors, um, and you know, to make sure they're a good investment. So, we're we're going to dive into that. Um, so, there's a couple major considerations um, that I know uh, uh, both of you focus on when you're evaluating these companies, and um, one of them is whether the the technologies um, and the companies you know kind of fit what you guys call the conservative culture of of central wisconsin and jeff i was wondering if you could explain that a little bit because it's not like necessarily like a politically conservative culture um but could you could you explain what is meant by that sure and and thanks for clarifying that because it has nothing to do with politics yeah it has to do with the way uh, we look at at money when you look at the East and the West Coast, and how and their approach to angel investing, it's more like Las Vegas odds, if you want. I mean, they're they know what the odds are, and they've held up for twenty plus years the percentages of of companies that go belly up, the percentages of companies that hit grand slam home runs, and those averages they hold pretty well. Now, Leon and I found out very early on when we started this angel group that. The Midwest has different values than the two coasts. We do tend to be more fiscally conservative. Money, I think, is a lot harder to come by in the central part of the country. And as a result, they're a little more apprehensive about where they're going to put it. Uh, so when we look at opportunities for our investors, we have to keep that in mind. Uh, they do tend to like to invest in tangible products. They like manufactured things. We're, we're a very strong manufacturing base here in, in Wisconsin and, the, and in the Midwest in general. Uh, so I think they tend to like to see tangible products that are being ma manufactured uh, that have real uh, quantitative value, something you can put your, your hands on and, and touch. They, they do invest in, in ones and zeros in the digital uh, technology, but not as often as they would say in, in some kind of a manufactured uh, product. So when we bring things forward, we have to keep that in mind. We have to understand that, you know, they're not as interested in maybe the flash in the pan types of businesses, things that would come and go rather quickly. They like staying power. They like longevity. 
and and those are the things that we tend to gravitate to. Again, we try to offer a broad range of different types of investments for our investors, but uh, keeping that in mind uh, really helps us to uh, winnow down the prospects and be able to put the right ones forward for our investors. Yeah, yeah, and I I know it is a it is a big emphasis for the WRBA to uh, to find products that you know really work in in the real world and in, in a way that people can see feel, taste, touch, right? Um, and, and it's not necessarily that you're opposed to, you know, something like the field of IT. It's just that it, you notice that's kind of not where the interest has been, um, from what I understand. Or it needs to be integrated with the product. Okay, right. right. So, um, so uh, Leon, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about the, uh, the due diligence process that you use to, you know, kind of focus in and, and figure out what you're investing in, because I know that that's, that's an enormous part of the value that, um, that you and Jeff bring to this. And I know and, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's true, Aaron. And we need to look at those opportunities in two levels. There's these new entrepreneurs that don't have any sales. They just have a great idea and a concept which could generate sales when they have a viable business. And then there are companies that have been through that stage maybe a year or two and have created sales for their product. And then those have the start of having some evidence to say, hey, what they perceived is now being reality. And now you get into another whole set of business objectives. So we look at each of those with a little different uh, perspective. And we try to have projects in both categories that we can present to our investors. And the reason we want projects in both of those areas is because the early stage ones, if and we've got a protocol where we can sort out the winners from the losers pretty early in the game. And uh, if we can get in those early starters, we can usually get in a much lower cost and therefore our same dollars will buy more of the company. So as a result of that, those are the ones where you get a lot of your home runs on. If it's starting to generate sales, now that company is worth maybe three times what it was at the previous stage. So therefore your money isn't gonna go as far, but it's also a little lower risk usually, but that's all right each of those meet a little different uh, expectations of the investors. And we sort of think we try to provide a blend of both. You know, there were a couple of sort of uh, like axes that that came up, maybe I would say, um, you know, and one is sort of the, you know, the blend of scientific and gut level evaluations that you make. And then the other one is, uh, you know, like Leon was saying, the the quantitative versus the qualitative. And, you know, when you're dealing with startups, you often don't have much to quantify. And so you you have to look at, um, you know, qualitative markers uh, uh, much more heavily. Um, and I was wondering if you wanted to pick up on either of those topics and, and explore them a little bit. If this company is a new starter and it doesn't really have a history of sales or revenue, we will look number one at the management, the management team, who these individuals are that are coming together and they don't have to have all the expertise and if they recognize they don't have all the expertise to have a successful business then they're on the right track we may find ourselves interested in looking at them further but if they said no i already know all the answers then we're very skeptical because our experience has been most of the business people do not know all the answers especially those that are getting started in a new area unless they've done this many times and if they've done this many times then we listen to them because there's a track record so those are the things you can look at in the individual what is their track record is this their first venture is this uh, many more and then we'll look at the individual's willingness to accept advice 
And uh, that's really important because if they don't accept advice, they feel they have the answer, we're likely to say, so long, we really enjoyed the conversation, but it really isn't gonna be something we're interested in, even though the product could be very, very high level of interest. But we know down the road, we're gonna run into some roadblocks. Jeff, maybe you can have some additional dimensions to add. Boy, I, yeah, I can't agree with you more that uh, at the early stage, probably the most important thing that you can uh, determine uh, on an investment is the quality of the management team. And it starts with the founder. And if the founder really understands his strengths and weaknesses, uh, he is going to surround himself with a support team that can fill in for all those gaps, all those unknowns. Uh, you know, the saying, you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it's spot on when it comes to starting a business. There is just so much to know and so much to understand that it's it's highly unlikely that you're going to find one individual that has all the, the knowledge and all the skill set uh, expertise that's required. So again, that that strong entrepreneur is going to realize those areas. Uh, a good entrepreneur, a good founder knows what he doesn't know. And what's nice about that, Mark, is that you end or pardon me, is mm -hmm. that you end up with an individual now that we know what they have support around them. And then through our investors, we can add additional support to these dimensions. It might be financial support uh, from the standpoint of financial statements. It might relate to other things, distribution, you name it. And we've made some tremendous impact on these young companies before we even invested in them. They says, we changed our whole uh, strategy and how we're gonna approach the market. I was going to add too that that doesn't <laughs> diminish the need for the data because there is a lot of data that's out there. And if you have a strong team, they're going to know that and they're going to know where to find the data, how to get it and how to present it to the investors to make their strong case for their their enterprise. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, yeah, you guys have so much to say about it, and you know, uh, you know, you, you speak with such passion about it. Um, you know, I want to stress one of the one of the big themes, um, you know, that we can't say enough about angel investing, which is that angel investors do not just invest their capital; they invest their experience and um, and their expertise, and they you know they guide companies. They sort of almost join the leadership team and the board, right? Um, and you know to. Uh, to note one thing that I heard one of you say, um, sometimes you work with these companies before you even invest in them. So it's like you're joining their team already, you know, and that's, that's how committed you are and your investors are to, uh, to seeing these companies succeed, you know, even beyond the capital return. And, uh, you know, I, it strikes me that, um, you know, the self-awareness of the entrepreneur is, you know, is really my, that, that might be how I sum it up, right? You know, you're looking for mm -hmm. self-aware entrepreneurs who, like you said, who know what they don't know. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And then one other geeky thing, because I'm kind of geeky. Sorry. <laughs> it's like no, angel uh, investing is, uh, it's like the uh, the quantum physics in investing. You know, you change the result by measuring it a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I did want to just, just reflect on one of the things you said is yeah. that um, uh, when we work with this, we are not Shark Tank. Okay? Yeah. Uh, we don't want people to come in uh, and, and throw them in front of the sharks. That's not our intention. When we work with an entrepreneur or a company, a startup company, we want to make sure that if we're moving them forward, that they are very likely to succeed, not only in business, but, but with our investors. So, you know, we'll work with them. We'll try and illuminate those areas that the, uh, um, uh, 
the, the, the dark places that they, uh, that they don't know, those areas that are uh, unknown to them. We try to at least illuminate that and give them some idea that, yeah, you might want to check this area out first. And then again, depending on how they respond is a good indicator on whether or not they are coachable, that they take advice uh, and that they're willing to listen and, and grow and learn uh, in order for us to move them, to continue to move them forward. So we don't throw them to the sharks. We don't put them in front of a situation where we know they're going to get shot down, that it doesn't do anybody good, any good. And that's why, again, um, uh, we spend that time and we don't say no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we just say not yet. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where we take a lot of these companies, bring them along. And our investors may have said no to us at the beginning, but after a year or two, they've got a lot more uh, legs under them. And we bring them back to the investors a second time. Sometimes we're too early for our investors. And likewise, maybe uh, we don't have the experience on that opportunity. So we'll work with another group that does have that expertise. And then as it comes around for the next round of investment, guess what? They're back at our doorstep asking if we'd be interested. So mm -hmm. it works both ways. Yeah. It really helps the company and helps us. Yeah, you know, and what strikes me in that is that, um, you know, I think business is, is so much about relationship, right? And so, uh, you know, you're saying you really have relationships with your investment companies and, and some of these relationships have lasted for a long time. And, uh, you know, even when it wasn't right to invest, you're saying this is a relationship we, we want to keep. Yep. We have a high confidence in the leadership and their ability to recognize when they're not doing uh, the right things and make mm -hmm. adjustments and changes. And there's two types of people. Some that say, I, uh, I can make the change. And then there's others that'll say, well, I want to listen. And then I can uh, make the change after I get further information. Yeah. So the openness to accept advice comes back into play. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, do, I, do, I, do, either have you, do either of you have any uh, other thoughts or anything you feel like we missed? Yeah, there's the other 95% of what we do that we'll probably talk about in our future impact statements. And that's great. That's what this is all about. We're trying to educate. So we yeah. want to really educate the entrepreneurial uh, community here in central Wisconsin. And this is our opportunity to do that. And with that, we think there will be confidence of these investors with to work with us. And we'll also have confidence of the entrepreneurs to want to work with us. So it's really it's a win-win game for everybody. And the net result is we get higher returns when we do this for the investors and for the entrepreneurs. Everybody yeah. wins. Yeah, I uh, know. I agree. And I think that's, uh, that's really the awesome thing about angel investing is it's, uh, you know, it's a win on, on just, you know, more levels than I can even count. So uh, I, I appreciate uh, the conversation today, um, Jeff and Leon, and I, I think uh, the listeners do too. I think that there was a lot of great information in there, a lot of great perspective about uh, how angel investing works and, uh, you know, the way that it impacts um, entrepreneurs and investors and, and economies, um, you know, on, on many levels. So um, uh, my name is Aaron Marks, and uh, this has been Angel Impact, which is the official podcast of the Wisconsin River Business Angels. I've been with Jeff and Leon, and they're the leadership of, uh, of that angel investing group, which is the only one in central Wisconsin. So um, uh, I really enjoy this conversation and uh, look forward to to the future ones as well. So uh, we'll see you next time on Angel Impact. Thanks so much, everyone. Yeah. Thanks, Aaron. I know. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Angel Impact, the official podcast of the Wisconsin River Business Angels. To learn more about the Wisconsin River Business Angels, visit the website at www.midwestwealthventures.com 
or find us on Facebook.